0: This evening, we are looking at what does the Bible say about being lazy? What does the Bible say about being lazy? Have you ever said these words, I'm too tired, I don't feel like it, or I don't want to do it. Okay? You may have heard the wise advice which says, Do not leave for tomorrow, what you can do today. But however, lazy people say, Why do today what you can do tomorrow? Put it off, put it off, put it off. Never get things done. That is what laziness is all about. You may make all these excuses to say, I don't feel like it, I don't want to, I'm too tired. But these are all signs of laziness. So initially, let's look at a definition of laziness. A definition of laziness. It may sound a little theoretical but look at the definition that is given. It says a person is being lazy if he's able to carry out some activity that he ought to carry out but is disinclined to do so because of the effort involved. Okay? Here's a guy who's supposed to get out of bed. He's able to get out of bed but because, you know, it requires some effort, you know, he doesn't want to do that, so he still keeps lying in bed. That is what laziness is. So instead, he carries out the activity perfunctorily or engages in some other less strenuous or less boring activity or remains idle. In other words, the second one would be, for example, if he is lying in bed, the alarm goes off, but instead of getting out of bed, he is still lying over there doing nothing instead of getting out of bed. In short, he is being lazy if his motivation to spare himself effort trumps his motivation to do the right or expected thing. In other words, what wins over if the activity that he is supposed to do, pick up his books and study, clear the room, and get out of bed. If, you know, that activity that he is supposed to do, you know, does not really motivate him and he just lazies us around, that is what laziness is all about. Now, there is a difference between laziness and procrastination. They are similar, but there is a little difference. Both involve a lack of motivation, okay? But unlike a lazy person, a procrastinator aspires and intends to complete the task. He had all, has all those intentions, and moreover does eventually complete it, but maybe at a high cost to himself. So a procrastinator puts it off, but finally does the job. Maybe, you know, it was too late for him to do it, he, you know, has to pay the price for it, but he finally does it. But a lazy person does not do anything about it. So not wanting to do your schoolwork or your homework or not wanting to do the household chores, not wanting to help others, basically a disregard of all responsibilities are due to an attitude of laziness. So let's look at a couple of passages of scripture. I wonder if you knew that the Bible speaks a lot about laziness. And in fact, the book of Proverbs has a lot of verses about laziness and this evening we are going to only skim through some of these verses to identify what the Bible really tells us. Number one, laziness is a lifestyle and it is not a temporary condition. It is a lifestyle and not a temporary condition. A lazy person's schedule is so busy doing nothing that they have no time to do anything. God does not give us life and resources just to do nothing. Lazy people need to get up and change their lifestyle. Proverbs chapter 6 and verse 10, what does it say? It says, Yet a little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of their hands to sleep. That's a lifestyle. Just a little more, just a little more, just a little more. You may think it is a temporary condition. No, it is actually a lifestyle. It may start off in that small things but it then progresses on. It may start up uh, maybe with that five minutes more in bed and then it goes to ten minutes, then it goes to fifteen minutes. Before you know it, you are already an hour in bed. That is laziness. Number two, laziness causes friction in human relationships. People get irritated when lazy people are not doing their job, isn't it? Lazy people value not working and getting over more than the relationship. For them, what is really important is, I want to do my own thing. I want to sleep a little more time. I don't bother about what other people are saying. Proverbs chapter 10 and verse 26 Proverbs chapter 10 and verse 26 tells us, As vinegar to the teeth and as smoke to the eyes, so is the sluggard to them that send him. Uh, Another word for sluggard is the old word. In today's word you will say, so is the lazy person. So as vinegar to the teeth and as smoke to the eyes. What does vinegar to the teeth do and what does smoke to the eyes do? It waters your eyes, it makes uh, you irritated. So laziness causes friction in human relationships. And if you notice, maybe at home, Your parents may be irritated with you because you are so lazy not doing anything. Or maybe in your friend circles, you know, they may be irritated because you don't want to do anything, you're so lazy or so, you know, caught up doing your own laziness. Number three, laziness is equivalent to robbery and vandalism. It's equivalent to robbery and vandalism. Why is this so? because lazy people are taking up resources, they are consuming resources but they are not adding any value to what God has given them. So in other words, they are actually wasting their lives. So this is why it is equivalent to robbery and vandalism. Vandalism is, you know, destroying properties, wasting things. Proverbs chapter 18 and verse 9 tells us, He also that is slothful in his work or lazy in his work is brother to him that is a great waster. So these two things go together, wasting of your time and energy and laziness go together. So you need to be careful. Number four. Laziness does not yield productive results. It does not lead productive results. Some lazy people may give the illusion that they are being productive members of society. They may show or they may talk about different activities that they are doing. But the problem is there is no progress or there is no results whatsoever. And Proverbs chapter 26 and verse 14 gives us such a uh, picture of a person who thinks he is productive whereas there is no productivity in his life. Proverbs 26 and verse 14 tells us, As the door turneth upon its hinges, so is the lazy person upon his bed. Now the door turns on its hinges but the door does not go anywhere, isn't it? It's still there in the same place. So Similarly, a lazy person is just turning around, he thinks that's activity, whereas in reality there is no results whatsoever. Number five, laziness is also a sign of pride. It's also a sign of pride. Proverbs chapter 26 and verse 16 tells us, The sluggard or the lazy person is wiser in his own conceit than seven men that can render reason. What does it mean? Lazy people think that they have all the answers. Lazy people do not seek God for direction in their lives, nor do they seek advice from others. Lazy people think that they have all the answers. You ask them to do something, they will give you their reasons for not doing anything and they will also think that they are right. That is a sign of right. Number six, laziness results in sleeping all day. Laziness results in sleeping all day. Lazy people love to sleep. Proverbs 19.15 says, Slothfulness casteth into a deep sleep, and an idle soul shall suffer hunger. Lazy people sleep all day. Or Proverbs chapter 26 and verse 14 says, As the door turns upon its hinges, so doth the slothful upon his bed. In other words, just as the door turns on its hinges, yet it is firmly fixed to those hinges, lazy people also keep turning on their beds, but they are also firmly fixed in bed. They are not able to leave it. That is a sign of laziness. Number seven, laziness does not achieve much in life. It doesn't achieve much in life. Proverbs chapter 15 and verse 19 tells us, The way of the slothful man is as a hedge of thorns, but the way of the righteous is made plain. In other words, he has allowed thorns to grow all around, and you know, it is blocking him, you know, it's a hedge is like a, a, a gate that is put around it is preventing him for achieving anything in life. Pro- Hebrews chapter 6 and verse 12 tells us, Be not slothful or lazy, but followers of them who through faith and patience inherit the promises. Yes, God has promised us His uh, in His Word, His life, His very presence with us. but. We need to do something, we can't just be lazing around and expect God to do everything. So the way of the slothful man is like a hedge of thorns. His productivity is less, it is controlled because there are so many obstacles that he has put in his way because he's not really got up and got going. But as on the other hand, the way of the righteous, is made plain. If this is your heart's desire to do what God wants you to do and you are doing it, then life is better. So it is difficult for lazy people to see their way. Whereas the righteous on the other hand have a path plain to walk despite the trials of life. The hedges around prevents you from seeing the future and as a result you're stuck up you when know? I say it has not worked out, so what's the point? And you go back to sleep or you go back to being lazy. Whereas a righteous person, because he's been doing what God wants him or her to do, is able to see things clearly in spite of the oppositions or in spite of the testings of life. Number eight. Laziness results in serving the diligent, in serving the diligent. Proverbs chapter 12 and verse 24 tells us, The hand of the diligent shall bear rule, but the slothful shall be under tribute diligent means a hard worker okay so the hand of the hard worker is the one who will rule in other words who is the one who is going to you know, be in leadership position a person not one who is lazy but one who is a hard working individual what happens to the lazy guy it says over he will be under tribute or he will be the and the person you know, on the bottom most rung as it were he is not able Able to achieve much in life. He is not able to be in leadership position. Why? Because he is just a lazy person. Number nine, laziness is a waste of time and other things. It's a waste of time and other things. Proverbs 18.9 says, He that is slothful in his work is brother to him that is a great waster. It's a waste of time. You have only 24 hours in the day and if you are lazing around, time is lost, once time is lost, it's wasted, it's not going to come back to you. What you could have done from that time, which would have been beneficial for you, is not going to be there. So it is a waste. Number ten, laziness leads to things falling apart, even their home even their home. In other words, a lazy person does not believe that a stitch in time saves nine. You know, you put it off, you don't do it, and as a result, things get so worse and then you have to pay so much more for getting the jobs done. Proverbs chapter 24 verses 30 and 31 says, I went by the field of the slothful and by the vineyard of the man, void of understanding. And lo, it was all grown over with thorns, and nettles had covered the face thereof, and the stone wall thereof was broken down. So here it says, I went by the house of this individual who is a lazy guy, He's not looked after his ground, he's not looked after the, the garden outside, he's not looked after the gates, he's not looked after the compound wall, he's just put it off, he's not done anything about it. What has happened? His whole house is in ruin. So that's what happens to a lazy person. It leads to things that are falling apart. It starts with a little thing and you see, go on and go on and go on in life. You would not be able to achieve much as you grow up Why? Because the initial factors of laziness you do not control. So it is important to nip things in the bud. It is uh, easier when something has gone wrong to repair it right initially rather than more things to happen and then the repair bill is definitely going to be much more. Number 11, Laziness shows a desire but no will to act to bring it to fruition. Laziness shows a desire. It's not a the you know, lazy person does not have any desire. Yes, he has a desire. Maybe it is morning time, you know, he's still in bed, you know, he's hungry, he wants to eat. Proverbs chapter 26 and verse 15 gives us such a, such a, and you know, a graphic image of this. Proverbs 26 verse 15, the lazy person hides his hand in his bosom. It grieves him to bring it again to his mouth." It is like, you know, he's put his hand to pick up something to eat, but it is still down, you know. He's not even in a position to take it to his mouth, okay? That is how lazy a person can be. You may wonder, you know, do people, you know, uh, are people so lazy? Yes, because sometimes you'll find them at the breakfast table, isn't it? They're so lazy, they're sitting down still sleeping, you know, in front of their food, you know. put their hand in, they're not even willing to take it to the mouth to have their meal. Number twelve, laziness produces weird excuses not to work. A lazy person comes up with some weird excuses. Proverbs chapter 22 and verse 13 tells us, The lazy man says, There's a lion that is outside. I'll be slain in the street. Think of the lazy excuse, weird excuse that this lazy person gives. You know? Here's an individual who is saying, There's a lion outside. You know, is there a lion outside roaming around in the streets? No, you know, that's just an excuse for him not to go out. Laziness produces weird excuses not to work. This is why the Bible tells us in Romans chapter 12 and verse 11, Don't be lazy in your work. Be fervent in spirit, serving the Lord. Don't be lazy. Now, you looked at all these twelve examples of laziness, what the Bible tells us, and you may look into your life, in know, uh, evening and say, Okay, when I consider all this, yes, in certain areas I am lazy. What can I do about it? Let's move further and find out how to conquer laziness, how to conquer laziness. Number one, first principle is study the principles of diligence or hard work, study the principles of diligence or hard work and adopt it as your way of life. Remember last week we learned about the ant, Proverbs chapter 6 and verse 6, isn't it? Go to the ant, thou sluggard, thou lazy person, consider her ways and be wise. And we looked at the ants of how hard-working they are, both in summer and in winter. They do their job faithfully even though their lifespan is so very short. So if you want to overcome laziness, first important thing is study about these things, okay? Look at what the scripture tells us about laziness So that will be a motivation for you not to be lazy. Also read biographies of individuals who achieved great things in life. Read Christian biographies of how they developed hard work in their lives by being obedient to God's word. They speak about John Wesley who in his lifetime preached around 40,000 sermons and those 40,000 sermons when you're thinking of it was not just going from place to place by plane but it was on horseback, constantly going to different, different places. That is hard work. Read some of these biographies which will then motivate you to say, Hey, if these guys were so hardworking and as a result we are able to think about them many years after they have died, if you want your life also to make an impact, then you need to read these to be motivated to Action. Memorize passages of scripture that uh, addresses laziness. Maybe some of these verses that we have done today, remember these verses, memorize these verses, so that the next time you are motivated to be lazy, you will get out of that motivation and say, no, no, this verse says this, so as a result I should not be lazy. So study these principles. Number two, recognize that laziness develops in stages. It develops in stages, okay? And uh, usually it goes unnoticed, okay? Initial laziness starts by making soft choices in daily decisions, in daily decisions, right from the beginning, from the time you get up in the morning, okay? Little decisions that you make to be, oh, not now, a little later, not now, a little later, then that little by little by little, gives in or it surrenders to become a way of life. That's what Proverbs chapter 24, 33-34 tells us, Yet a little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to sleep. What does it lead to? So shall thy poverty come as one that traveleth, and thy want as an armed man. Okay? It starts small and then it goes further, 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 it becomes a, a lifestyle. So ask yourself, what are the small things that I'm not doing, small things that, you know, I don't feel like doing and as a result you put it off. Maybe your reading of the Bible every day or your prayer every day. Are you lazy? You may say, one day I don't do it, two days you don't do it, three days you don't do it. What happens then? It becomes a lifestyle. It becomes a week and then you say, one week I've gone by, you know. So, why should I start off again? Or maybe you think you will never be, make it as a habit. It is a little thing, small, small thing. So as a result, learn to find out what are those initial stages. Maybe it is you know, the getting up after the alarm goes, or somebody wakes you up, you know, you put it off, you put it off, you put it off, and before you know it, couple of hours have gone by. So identify those little things that start off the laziness. Number three counteract laziness with hunger, counteract laziness with hunger. Second Thessalonians chapter 3 and verse 10 tells us, If any would not work, neither should he eat, (laughs) okay? If you don't work, you should not eat, (laughs) okay? So you counteract laziness with hunger. What does it mean? You know, you make up your mind, if I am not going to get this done, I should not be eating. And if I am lazy, I shouldn't be eating. Okay? You give yourself a punishment as it were for being lazy and that will help you to get out of it. Number four, establish the discipline of rising early. Establish the discipline of rising early. Resist the temptation of just a little more sleep. When you wake up, you get up. Don't just lie around in bed so that you got back to sleep. Remember, a proper amount of sleep is definitely essential for good health. That would mean you go to sleep early so that you can get up early. But God wants us that, that us that too much of sleep is destructive. Let's look at a few passages in Proverbs which will speak about this. Proverbs chapter twenty six and verse fourteen we looked at, isn't it? As a door turns upon his hinges, so that the slothful upon his head, upon his bed. It becomes a habit. Proverbs twenty thirteen says, Love not sleep lest thou come to poverty open thine eyes and thou shalt be satisfied with bread. So beware of loving sleep. If you love sleep, then you'll come to ruin. So open your eyes. Don't keep your eyes closed when you get up. Number three, beware of an untimely sleep. Untimely sleep means, you know, when you're not supposed to be sleeping, okay? Don't just sleep time during the day. There's a time to sleep and a time to get up. Proverbs chapter 10 and verse 5 tells, us: he that gathers in summer is a wise son, but he that sleeps in harvest is a son that causes shame. Okay, When work has to be done, if you are sleeping, that's not the right time. Exams are coming, you are not studying, but you are sleeping, that's not the right time. Beware also of too much of sleep. Proverbs chapter 6 and verse 9 tells us how long will you sleep or lazy person, when will you get up from your sleep. So these are just simple things. You can do your own study through the book of Proverbs and uh, (laughs) it has 31 chapters. One chapter a day if you read and underline or mark out or write down the different verses that speak about laziness and sleep, that would be a motivation for you. Number five, learn to value time. Learn to value time. Time is one of life's most valuable resources, okay? It's one of most valuable resources. It is limited and it is fleeting. And once time is gone, it is gone forever. Once it is gone, it is gone forever. That's why Ephesians chapter 5 verses 15 to 17 tells us, See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time, because the days are evil. Wherefore be not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is." What is Paul saying over here? He says, your time is short, so as a result redeem it, make the best use of it. How can you make the best use of it? Let me give you a practical that you think that you can do even this coming week. For this coming week, Keep a record of what you do every 15 minutes, okay? Keep a record of what you do every 15 minutes and evaluate how many of a week's time, that is 168 hours, you use for sleep, for eating, for work, for studying, for rest, for entertainment, for conversation, Put on all these things together, again, 15-15 minute slot, find out at the end of the week how much time you are actually spending on each of these items. And once you have done that, then find out how much time you have been just wasting away or lazing away. Psalm 90 verses 10 and 12 tells us, The days of our years are three score years and ten, and if by reason of strength they be four score years, yet is their strength labor and sorrow, for it is soon cut off and we fly away. So teach us to number our days, that we may apply our hearts unto wisdom. In other words, it's saying, make sure that you have kept track of your time, because once time is gone, it's not going to come back. So as in your, in your youth years, when you're when thinking about your future, what you're going to, foundation you're going to lay now, is what you're going to build up upon. So identify the time that is lost, identify the time that you're wasting, identify the time that you're lazing around. A practical thing like this, even during this coming week, would help you to identify those spots and then to do something specifically in those areas. Let me offer some practical suggestions for you. Number one, stop deciding whether or not you feel like doing something. If it needs to be done, then you decide to do it. Okay? Don't say, I don't feel like doing it now, so I'm not going to do it. Nobody brushes their teeth because they feel like it, isn't it? They do it because it needs to be done. Okay? And once you begin to do it because you have to do it, it becomes a habit. Whether you feel like doing it or not, you keep doing it. So if you have to read your Bible, if you have to pray, if you have to study, you know, all these things are things that you need to do. So whether you feel like it or not, you do it and then you will find that it becomes a habit for you. Number two, make a list and keep it realistic. In other words, make a list of jobs that you need to do during the day and mark off what you have completed so that it will give you a sense of accomplishment. Once you have made that list, you know, maybe the day before itself, you know, if need be, say, Oh, this is what I need to do tomorrow. Make that list. And once you have made that list, as you are, you know, finishing off different, different things, make that tick mark or cancel it, so that you know, at the end of the day you can look back and say, Lord, I thank you that you enabled me to accomplish these these things. You know, if you don't keep a list you know, and you say, I will do it, I will do it, at the end of the day you may look back and say, so many things I wanted to do but I didn't really do it. So making a list helps. Number three, limit sleep. Limit sleep. Sleep on a realistic schedule. Okay, you need seven to eight hours of sleep, okay? You know, don't sleep more than that. And in order to make sure that you are healthy, eat better to avoid drowsiness. Don't overeat. you overeat, you'll feel more sleepy. So don't eat. You know, don't overeat and limit sleep as well. Number four, read every verse in the book of Proverbs in the Bible that deal with laziness or slothfulness and just foolishness in general. Or you can Google it, okay? <laughs> That's and also possible. This may hurt, but it will help calibrate your attitude to reality. No point in lying to yourself about yourself. So when you look at all these verses, what the Bible says, in you know, dealing with laziness, slothfulness, foolishness, and uh, then you will say, Hey, okay, this is what it is going to lead to, then I better be you may say, no, no, I'm not lazy, I don't do this, I'm not foolish, I'm a wise person. <coughs> but when you look at these verses, it will help you to see your true state. No point in lying to yourself about yourself that things are pretty okay with you. Number five, list problems that are caused by your laziness. Seriously, get some pen and paper and write down a list. You know, we looked at some of them, you know, this evening. But make a list: if I don't study, what will happen? If I don't get up in the morning at this time, what will happen? If I don't have my meals on time, what will happen? If I don't, uh, now, if I put off exercising, what will happen? Make a list, you know, of the problems that are caused by laziness, and this will likely provide surprising motivation for you. Number six, you know. Keep an active list of things to fill in dead space in your schedule. Now we told you, you know, 15, 15, and a minute slot, you know, for the week. Then you'll find, hey, I have so much time during the week. Why? You know, how did I, I know I didn't even you know I had so much of free time? Now, when you identify that, okay, those are the dead space. Make sure that you put in some things that you can do. Learn something, plan something, write something, build something, memorize something, do something with that time rather than frittering that time away or wasting that time away or just lazing it out in front of the screens. Then number seven, ask for help. Ask for help. If you are finding it difficult to get out of your laziness because it's become a lifestyle, ask for help. And the help is called prayer because God knows our condition and He is delighted to assist us in changing our direction a change in direction that aligns with the instruction manual of the Bible. So God has given us instructions in the Bible, we study the Bible, we study these verses, now you realize hey, these things need to be corrected, you set up your plan to do it and then you also ask God to say, God, please help me. I don't want to be lazy, I want my life to be productive, I want my life to uh, be fruitful for you. Finally, number eight, yesterday is gone. Tomorrow may not come, but the way you think, you know, tomorrow may not transpire the way you think. So all that we really have is today. Yesterday is gone. Tomorrow may not transpire the way you think. So all that we really have is today. So let's not squander it. Let's not squander it. If you are not where you are at, you are nowhere. If you're not where you're at, meaning if you're not where you want to be, if if you have the goal and the goal is not being worked out in your life because you have been lazy, then you're nowhere. God wants us to work towards the future. The Bible tells us that the plans that God has for us are good and he wants to fulfill those plans in our lives. But if he lays our time around and do nothing about it, God is not going to do those plans. So let's make sure even during this coming week, we will identify time robbers, we will identify what can be done with that time. We'd also make sure that we won't be lazy with the time that God has given to us. Each one of us has only 24 hours in the day and a lot of people are achieving so much, even in these 24 hours of the day, even during this time that they are at home. So let's make sure we would be individuals who, with the help of God, would be able to make our lives productive. Let's bow our heads in prayer together.